0: Chilling in a hidden bomb bunker with your loved ones could be a fun way to pass the time, right? Well, what if you guys are down there for a little longer than you wanted to be? Welcome to Cryptic Soup. Bombs away! Fritzl doesn't want the world to see his face. What he did for 24 years in the cellar of the family home is all too well known. It was a bizarre spectacle as he was led into the dock. The people are asking if there's an explanation for why you did it, says the reporter. Fritzl remains silent. This is the first attempt at understanding how a man could keep his daughter locked up underground and father seven children with her. The court's hearing Elizabeth Fritzl's story through videoed interviews. 11 hours of tape deemed so harrowing, the jury will watch it in small chunks.
1: Kylie! Kylie! <laughs> it's time for our last scary movie-themed case. No, not the last one. Which means that you're listening. Well, hopefully you're listening to this on Tuesday. You're listening to this on Tuesday, so we should be starting our December theme, which means there's a new Easter egg today.
0: New Easter egg!
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> we could be a band. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we're really good. Hire <laughs> us for your wedding. <laughs> well, um, uh, I guess that's it for the business. We should just jump on in, shouldn't we? Yeah, let's right. do it. The year was 2008 at 7 a.m. The police were called to deal with an unusual event happening at the hospital. A person was brought into the hospital in very ill condition. We have a sleepy puppy rolling around on the ground. (laughs) If some of those make it into this, we're sorry. You can hear her rolling around. But she's really cute. And she'll be in the Easter egg. Really cute. The person had a note with them and a single family member, but they were close to death. The mother of this person had been missing and no one knew what the truth behind this wild event that was about to unfold. Let's rewind though. How did all this happen? Who's the people? We need to start at the beginning. Joseph Fritzl was born in Amstetten, Austria, on April 9th, 1935. He's
0: an Aries. <laughs> I'm an Aries.
1: <laughs> um you guys are you guys are twins practically. No, like
0: I think he's the the first one that I know that's an Aries. I don't know. Like all of those lists, you know, that you see mm-hmm. on Facebook. I don't ever see Aries on there.
1: Yeah, I never see Capricorns, but I know they're hidden. Hidden Capricorns gems. Capricorns are crazy. They're hidden it's just gems. We're, we're not who get caught because we make lists. We're smart.
0: <laughs> we're too smart for that.
1: Um, his birthday is also National Unicorn Day. It's also Winston Churchill Day. And it's Hugh Hefner's birthday.
0: Weird day. That is a very
1: weird day. <laughs> April 9th. What Unicorn a Unicorn day and Hugh Hefner's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) That it just aligns somehow in the universe. (laughs) Joseph was raised by a very unloving and cold mother who was known to beat him viciously. His father had abandoned the family when he was only four years old and died in war while Austria was under the control of Nazi Germany. Sometimes the story goes that he left the family. Other times the story goes is that his mother threw out his father because he was a scoundrel and a cheetah. A scoundrel and a geeta. I love the word scoundrel. Reminds me of flounder. <laughs> I don't know why. You scoundrel. As World War II was coming to an end, Joseph was in school, but he was two years older than everyone else in his class because the war had stunted his life and made it difficult for him to go and get an education. But that was pretty common back then. But he was the only one with that dramatic of a age difference. He was said the other students thought he was really smart, but he was a loner and he sometimes tried to act a little bit above everyone else and kind of have that like cocky demeanor.
0: Like I'm older, so I'm better. Precisely.
1: Joseph made a comment that his relationship with his mother was getting better the older he got and that she was a really great person. He oftentimes thought of himself as her husband. Nope. That's not right. (laughs) He even once said that he loved her over everything. And he said, did I fantasize about my mother? Probably. But I was strong and suppressed my urges. Hot. But he said it in Austrian. So it was like. Yeah, we sure his name isn't like Josef. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) So I always said it, Joseph. And while researching, everyone else said Joseph. So I'm going to go with Joseph but it might be Yosef to Americans.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: It, it might be, it might be Joseph. I've heard a lot of Joseph's and Josephs right now. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna go with Joseph.
1: Okay. Because he had a technical or dream coat. So <laughs> yeah, you know, y'all love my reasonings why I pick what I do. So here we go. <laughs> In 1956, when he was 21 years old, he met a woman named Rose Murray, who was 17 years old and working as a kitchen helper. The first week of dating, Rosemarie brought Joseph home to meet her family, and they said that he made a really good impression, other than when he told her she needed to watch how much she eats, because he would do that during dinner, and Rosemarie's sister would always be like, that's kind of weird.
0: Guys, if you say that to women, you just, you have a death wish, and just... <laughs> I eat a lot, so leave me alone.
1: (laughs) Kylie. I eat and I'm happy, damn it. (laughs) We had a movie night the other night. And Kylie goes, I made deviled eggs for the movie night. (laughs) And we're like, okay, not your stereotypical snack. Those were bomb. But they were really good. She made Bloody Mary themed deviled eggs.
0: Yeah, I found them on TikTok. I can't take any
1: like. (laughs) They were so good, you guys. (laughs) They were
0: so good. Paired with some pickles and some pickled garlic oh man
1: there was bacon for the people that eat meat and there mm-hmm. was uh something else i feel like olives Oli- oh yeah olives stuffed with feta feta
0: <laughs> yes
1: so this is the cooking show now yep.
0: <laughs> bloody mary deviled eggs look them up they're delicious
1: you won't you won't be led astray by us guys no. well you know who was led astray <laughs> it's back <laughs> joseph <laughs> um So yeah, he would always tell Rosemary to watch what she eats because he didn't want a woman that was fat. He's a (laughs) douchebag. But he did marry her later that year, so I guess that wasn't that big of a deal to her. Rosemary was said to be very plain, very quiet, and very obedient to whatever Joseph would say. Oftentimes, Joseph would leave her to go to Pattaya, Thailand to sleep with random women because Rosemary had stopped wanting to sleep with Joseph.
0: Is Pattaya Thailand just, like, around
1: the corner? <laughs> like, I feel like
0: that's not... No, it's not super or, close, but yeah. Pattaya
1: had really open sex laws and, like, sexual... Okay. It, it wasn't looked down upon as much there, so if he wanted to go there and find a random woman to sleep with, <laughs> it was very easy for him. Um, prostitutes were very viable over there. Okay. Joseph graduated from a technical college with a qualification in Electrical Engineering... And began a job at Volstapine. It's an Austrian steel company. He often told his wife he would have to stay late at this job, which, plot twist, uh, he was not doing that. Instead, he was riding his bicycle around town and peeping in the windows at women.
0: It sounds very, um, <clears throat> you.
1: <laughs> not me. No. Just so we're on the same thing. Oh my gosh. You the
0: TV show. Have you seen that? Because <laughs> it sounded like <laughs> Kylie just called me out. I stay home. You have seen that, though, right? That video where he's like talking about the measles. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I realized, though, you were just like,
1: you know, that sounds like you. And then we just moved on. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Quote you. Quote. (laughs) So these are some things that had happened during his marriage. Not all of these do I have specific dates or information about but they're all things that happened and that people knew about, but they weren't released entirely. So he was a really busy guy. Here's some alleged and true things that Joseph could be linked to. In 1967, he was known to have raped a young woman at Knife Point in Linz. He was sentenced to 18 months, but only served 12 months, and his record was erased after 10 years. Joseph was also a suspect in two other assaults in the area. He was alleged to have raped one of his own siblings, he was also said to be an assailant of voyeurism in the area. He was said to attack and attempt to rape a lady named Marie Naobar as she was entering her home, but she fought him off while he rode his bicycle away and said, One day I'll get you. Stop it. It's
0: like, <laughs> I'll get you, my yes. prince. <laughs> like, it's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> <the>
1: I'll get you, my potato. God damn it. (laughs) Before he finished schooling, he also had held a few random jobs. He was working for a mail order lingerie company. Okay, (laughs) But he gave up on it in 1972 and bought an inn and camping area near Salzburg, Austria. So
0: apparently like money is not an issue for this man. (laughs)
1: Well, yes, but he like keeps flopping. So he just keeps like staying poor. He doesn't have money he just kind of like flips it and yeah but here's another reason why that's important he's currently a suspect in an unresolved unsolved murder of a young girl in that area also currently Mm -hmm. still going all right it's never been it's a cold case so that was just some random stuff all right let's go back to the marriage while married they had two sons and five daughters wow I'm going to throw out some years. I'm not going to do all my big things that I normally do, but in 1957, uh, Ulrike, Ulrich. Ulrich. I even typed it. <laughs> you even Ulrich typed von Liechtenstein <laughs> from A night's Tale. It's spelled Ulrich, but it's pronounced Ulrich. Ulrich, yeah. Like A Knight's Tale. A Knight's Tale. <laughs> so in 1957, Ulrich, 1960, Rosemary Jr., 1963, Harold. 1966, Elizabeth. 1971, Gabriel. 1971, Joseph Jr. 1972, the baby of the family, Doris. Our story is going to focus on Elizabeth from... Elizabeth? Sorry. From 1966. So let's real quick uh, focus in on her. She was born on April 6th. She is also an Aries. No sound effect this time? No, I mean... She's a good noodle, so woo (laughs) She is born on National Caramel Popcorn Day. Interesting. I love popcorn. Me too. And that's also Paul Rudd's birthday, who won Sexiest Man of the Year this year. Nice. Go Paul Rudd. And Elizabeth. Anyways, Joseph. Back to him for a minute. I just want to give you some details (laughs) on Elizabeth. Joseph was braiding his wife and never allowing her to have money, and he would show her little to no emotion. He was a terrible husband. But next in line for the abuse after his wife was Elizabeth. Joseph had started raping Elizabeth when she was only 11 years old. She was said to be his favorite. So due to this, she got extra attention. I'm sure she loved that. This attention was a lot of abuse and rape. Which, if she's your favorite, why don't you treat her? I, I don't understand it. Elizabeth was said to be very quiet, shy, and often mentioned she hated leaving school every day because she didn't want to return to her home life. Joseph's best friend, Paul, and his wife, Alfreda, said Rosemary said Elizabeth was often beaten by Joseph and didn't and he didn't like her. Rosemary's sister, Christine, the one who noticed that Rosemary always got told she was pretty much fat, said Rosemary was just happy when Joseph would leave her alone. At ages 12 and 15, Elizabeth had tried running away, but she was always brought back home. In January of 1983, Elizabeth had actually tried to run away from home, and she and a friend went to Vienna to stay with her older sister, but were found and returned to the family in less than a month. Joseph was severely upset at his daughter for attempting to have freedom and wanted to isolate her from the rest of the world. That was when he started his plan for the dungeon. I'm going to intermingle the words dungeon, basement, and cellar, probably. It's just kind of a habit, but it's really just a dungeon. The construction was believed to have started in 1978, which was not long after the first time he raped her. He masked this as him building an underground bunker or like a bomb bunker. And he even got a grant from the town council for the project where they gave him a couple thousand pounds to work on it. Because he had to get it, like, approved, you know, so. Right. On August 28th, 1984, Joseph had asked his daughter, Elizabeth, to help him carry a new door down to the basement. They lived in a three-story home. Wow, what is that? <laughs> That's why I had to put the pronunciation. <laughs> they lived in a three-story home on Yebstressa 99, in Amstetten, in Austria.
0: Okay, so that word is spelled like this. Okay, you ready? Why? B as in boy, B as in boy, S as in Sam, S as in Sam, T as in Tom, R, A as in apple, S as in Sam, S as in Sam, E, E. Like, what the fuck is that word? (laughs) Yebstressa.
1: (laughs) I did hear a few different pronunciations, but that one seemed the most, like, everyone kind of agreed. Because some people threw a little bit more emphasis emphasis on different parts. Like, Yabstrasa and like, yebstressa. You would
0: think there would be more, like. Emphasis on the B's and the S's because yeah, there's so many
1: Yipstra, of them. <laughs> Yipstra, that's me. That's my accent. Austrian. Gibstressa Lane. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she was 18 years old and she had a disdain for her father at this point while living on Gibstressa Lane. <laughs> he had drugged her and was using an ether soaked towel and he handcuffed her to lock her in the dungeon that would eventually become Elizabeth's new home. The dungeon one was concealed behind a makeshift wall in the basement behind a cupboard and like bookshelf thing. The dungeon had no windows, poor ventilation. It did have electrical lighting, though, because remember, he was an electrician and it also had electronical locks on each door and remote code locks on the main door. Fancy. There were eight doors that were all locked to get through just to get to where she was. And all of them had locks and mechanisms that Joseph had set up. Joseph did design this all himself and install it all himself, but they were supposedly designed that if Joseph would die, the doors would automatically open after a certain time pass. The reason I say supposedly is because later I'll talk about when he takes like a four week long vacation and they don't even open during that. So how long did these have to be like for him to be dead for these unlock? Because he wasn't giving her four weeks worth of food. So, yeah, the area was 15 feet by 15 feet and only five and a half feet tall. There was a soundproof small corridor that led from the living area, which was a small room with a standing shower, sink, mirror, toilet, two ring cooker. And that was it. And then there was another soundproof corridor that was Elizabeth's room. This room eventually would hold a TV, a video recorder, and a mattress, but she kind of like got things over time as she was a good person in his eyes. Mm-hmm. So like originally all it had was like a mattress. A g- good behavior. You yeah. got more things. Like she never had a mirror until like a year or two living in there. <clears throat> like things like that. This room was padded and soundproof that Elizabeth's room was so that he could rape her all he wants and no one would hear it.
0: hmm
1: Side note, as Elizabeth starts to have Yos- Yosef's. children, he realized she needed more space. And at this point is when he forced Elizabeth to help constructing an extension. And next to her room was a little entryway to the last room, which had three mattresses for the kids to sleep on. I know I'm trying to paint this picture, but it's still a little confusing. I have the blueprints and some of the pictures of it that will be on the Instagram post because it, it makes a lot of sense when you look at it and you can see how badly these living conditions were because when i say standing shower with the toilet and stuff you had to literally like step on top of the the toilet to get to the shower and everything was about one to two steps away from each other it's not like oh this living space you had like enough room to walk around like everything is extremely crowded another person yeah Yeah. also when i say these were like padded walls it's like it would have been a normal sized hallway and then he just pads it so you had to almost like walk sideways to get through it because it was At that point, pushed in so much. So it's very also claustrophobic looking in this space. Very cramped. The day after her disappearance, because remember, he took her to the basement and he ended up just handcuffing her down there. The day after her disappearance, Rosemary had filed a missing persons report. But due to the previous times of Elizabeth running away, Joseph relied on that and his evil mind went a step further. He forced Elizabeth to write a letter saying she had moved in with a friend. And she would try to leave the country if her parents ever tried to look for her, or come after her. Weeks after, he ended up showing these letters to the police, and they were postmarked in the Bavarian town of Wow, brand new Ammen, brand new Ammen, which that's not super close. It's within driving distance, but anytime any letters get postmarked in these stories, in this story he drives to them. So that's another thing. He's driving all over the countrysides to get these letters postmarked. To keep his alibi. To keep, yeah, his yeah. story straight. Pretty evil genius, really. Yeah. There were further letters that arrived, like I said, and all postmarked from different places. Some would say that she joined a cult. Others would say she ran away. But authority, authorities took this as a sign they should give up searching for her because she was gone at her own free will. This mixed with the fact that she was over 18 meant... It wasn't worth searching for is how they kind of viewed this whole scenario. When Elizabeth was 19 years old, they officially called off the search because Austrian law says at that age, it is legal to go anywhere you want. So she's no longer a missing person because it's 100 percent legal to go anywhere at any point.
0: Except it's not 100 percent legal to
1: kidnap and rape your own child in the basement. During her first nine months of captivity, Elizabeth was kept entirely restrained and chained up still. After around 10 months, she was finally allowed to walk around in the dungeon. This was not because Joseph was being nice. It's because he said, the chains were in the way when I would rape her.
0: Okay. Inconvenient. (laughs)
1: Just so inconvenient. God. Joseph said he knew Elizabeth was unhappy and wanting to not be in the bunker dungeon area. But he stated later, the urge to taste the forbidden fruit was too strong. He also stated he was helping Elizabeth because she was on a destructive path and he's helping fix her life by taking her away from the things causing destructive behavior.
0: Like what? (laughs)
1: Friends and happiness and living life, apparently.
0: Being your own person and going to school. Yeah. Total destruction.
1: Over the time Elizabeth was in the basement, there was a rented room in the home of the Fritzels, which I wonder if it was Elizabeth's room, but I can't figure out. This room, over the time that she was in there, had over a hundred people moving in and out of it. The tenants. Yeah, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Well, the tenants did complain about knocking sounds, but Elizabeth would. No, (laughs) but Joseph would say that it's the new broiler in the basement making the noise. And one tenant said his dog was fixated on the floor area and would bark at it, but he just brushed it off as like he's just curious. That's interesting. So now we need to add that to the list of things. If your dog's barking at something, it's not a mannequin, it's not, <laughs> it's not an empty trash bag, it's not a dog just barking. Guys, we have a list of rules. All the rules. <laughs> These are the rules. The Fritzel family, specifically Joseph, would say the tenants were n- never allowed in the basement. The garden Or the yard, and there's no pictures allowed on the property. I feel like if I'm signing a lease and those are like the rules, I would be like, hmm, Mm, better not. (laughs) This is odd. I'm gonna investigate.
0: I would also be way too curious. So,
1: if you told me when I moved in (laughs) that I could not go in your basement, you know what I would have done the first time. I'm gonna go in your basement. (laughs) Go in the basement.
0: It's okay. We know that we would be the ones that would die. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's just so weird that y- you are okay with these tr- sort of rules and not questioning them. Rent had to be really good or something. Super
0: cheap, probably. Yeah.
1: Well, over the following 24 years that Elizabeth was in the basement, let me repeat that for you, Kylie. <clears throat> Elizabeth was in the basement for 24 years. It's way too long. Well, It's okay. She had she had a guest, Joseph. Joseph would come down every three days to give her food supplies and rape her. Sounds like a great plan. Good dad. Great life. In the end, it was said that he raped her over 3000 times. Joseph would lie to his wife and say that he was working on mechanical drawings and not to be disturbed while working in the basement. So he would kind of, you know, be like, oh, you know, I have this electrical thing coming up. I'm going to go work on it don't bother me because I'm working. It's like really hard. And I guess she bought it. She did. Well, remember in the beginning that it. She was obedient.
0: Yeah, she was obedient and would just. Listen. Unfortunately.
1: After the birth of the first three children, that's when he expanded the cell and it became, it was 380 square feet. The basement dungeon cell thing was. And then he um, expanded it to a whopping 590 square feet. I'm bad at math. How big is that? (laughs) Smaller than just this upstairs. Like a normal one, a studio apartment is usually 600 to 800 square feet. Yeah. Okay. And this is a technically two bedroom with her and three children living in it space. Too small. Very small. So here's the names of the children and the ages and things. August 30th, 1988, Kirsten was born. She ended up being rescued at 19 years old, so she lived 19 years in the basement. February 1st, 1990, Stefan, who was rescued at 18 years old. August 29th, 1992, Lisa, who was rescued at 15. February 6th, 1994, Monica, rescued at 14. May 28th, 1996, Alexander, rescued at 12. There was a boy named Michael, who was Alexander's twin brother, who died three days after, and he was disposed of by Joseph in the family furnace in the basement. December 16th, 2002, Felix, who was rescued at five. I use the term rescued for all these because even the ones that weren't living in the basement, I feel like their living conditions couldn't have been that great. So they were still rescued, which I'll explain that in a moment. But a sidebar that I want to have with you, Kylie. Burning flesh does not smell good. No. And he put Michael, I understand small infant, three days old, but he put this in the family furnace and this furnace is steps away from the door that Elizabeth is behind. I'm sure she had to smell that. Well, wouldn't the family smell it too? Yes, but I'm sure knowing Joseph, he's like a rat climbed in there. I'm like I bet that's what he said too I just Probably. know it Yeah. Elizabeth's children she gave birth to all by herself with no meds no medical training and her only supplies from Joseph were a dirty pair of scissors and a 1960s book about childbirth that was a gift from Joseph to her <laughs> how thoughtful <laughs> so kind thank you so I can so cut much. the umbilical cord with this dirty pair of scissors because yep. that's what the book taught me hmm. So very oddly enough, Monica, Alexander and Lisa were taken to live above ground by Joseph in the normal home. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So they lived with Rosemary and the family. Joseph would leave the child in like a baby carrier on the doorstep with a note. The notes usually would supposedly be from Elizabeth and begging the family to take care of the child, being like, oh, I had a baby. I can't take care of it. I'm not in the right mindset. I'm not I'm in this cult. You know, I don't want my baby subjected to it or like I don't have the money. I don't have the funds. My significant other doesn't want this baby. Please care for my child. But he only picked Monica, Alexander and Lisa to have that life. Living in the basement was still Kirsten, the oldest, Stefan, the second oldest, and then the baby Felix. So it was kind of the three middle children that went up. Mm -hmm. Lisa, Monica and Alexander. That's why I said some of them. I still use the term rescued because I feel feel like that was it. Lisa was left on the doorstep when she was a few days old. Monica was left on the doorstep when she was nine and a half months old. And Alex was dropped off only days old also. And that was only days after Michael had passed the twin. Child services didn't really do a ton about the situation because they assumed the notes were true. And they allowed the family to adopt Lisa, the first child, as Their own, like Joseph and Rosemary became the parents of this child. They did 20 plus visits in 1992 when Lisa was dropped off at the doorstep, but they never found anything strange in the home to give a signal why they shouldn't be the parents. And the previous criminal record of Joseph was dropped because remember, it got dropped after that 10 years. And they thought the overly detailed notes had to be true because they were so detailed and they were in Elizabeth's handwriting. So dumb. So Lisa was the only one that was adopted by the family. And the reasoning why is because in the end, you get more money for a foster child than an adopted child. So the family let the other two children live as fosters because they received 400 euros per month for each of those child, which is about $450. And CPS was so impressed with how great the family was for taking the children in that they and the town said the family was heroes, including Joseph. Mm, okay. I mean, you only know what you know, but. Yeah, it's it, hindsight's
0: 2020. Could you believe like <laughs> living in that town and being like, oh, they're so they're so great people. And then to find this out.
1: Yes. Or being one of the council members that granted him the money. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, my God, that was what it was for. I'm a horrible person. Because these notes were so overly detailed. I'm going to mention some of the details that were in it. They would mention the feeding habits of the child, like even just like, oh, this kid likes to eat after 9 p.m. This kid eats three times a day. This kid doesn't. This kid likes this. This kid doesn't like this. But she would also talk about how Elizabeth could not take care of the child anymore since she was in this cult with her lover and stuff. And that also led the community to believe that Elizabeth was an unfit mother, which was part of the reason why the Fritzl family was so generous by keeping and helping for the children. It just furthered the idea that Elizabeth sucks and Joseph's cool. Yeah. So while Kirsten, Stefan, and Felix were in the basement with Elizabeth, Joseph would lie to the children and Elizabeth and tell them that the cell was rigged with gas or would electrocute them if they tried to force the door or escape ever. The way the dungeon was set up was horrific because once it was discovered, the children that were living upstairs had their rooms slightly mirroring the same way the basement children did. The same things on the walls and things like that. But obviously the basement rooms were much smaller and sadder in the dungeon. The basement kids knew about the kids upstairs, but the upstairs kids did not know about the basement kids. So they didn't even know they had siblings. They also did not know that Joseph was their father. They only knew him as their grandfather. Oh, really? But the kids in the basement knew Joseph is our grandfather and our father. They knew the truth. She told them. Okay. Elizabeth was teaching the kids reading, writing, math, and grammar in the basement. Meanwhile, Joseph was torturing them by bringing down home movies he would make with the upstairs family and forcing the children to watch, and show them how great their life could be if they could go upstairs. In 1998, like I had mentioned earlier, with the week, the multiple week long vacation, Joseph took a four week vacation to Thailand once again and continued his normal life as if the basement did not exist by going and having sex with random women. During this time, he left a stockpile in the basement long enough to let them survive. He would buy his groceries from out of town and he would buy them in bulk and then sneak the supplies into the basement at nighttime so his wife wouldn't notice. Elizabeth said that there was often bugs or rats that she would have to capture and kill with her bare hands. The summer would turn the dungeon into a sweatbox. And the winters were awful with cold temperatures. Sometimes Joseph would punish her or the kids by cutting off the power and having them live in darkness until he would give them the luxury of having the power back on.
0: He just liked having that power above them. Uh Uh-huh.
1: This captivity went on for over 20 years, like I said, until the fateful day of April 19th, 2008. Kirsten had collapsed in the dungeon at 19 years old after going in and out of consciousness and suffering from seizures. Elizabeth had begged for Joseph to take care of the child, and he took her to a hospital and had her admitted, surprisingly. The doctors were unsure where to start, though, because once Kirsten had gotten to the hospital, she was 19, unconscious, lost many of her teeth, was super pale with a severe lack of vitamin D, malnutritioned, and missing hair. At first, she was being treated for her severe kidney failure, but the doctor said that Kirsten was literally in a state between life and death. Kirsten had been suffering from physical and mental illnesses for quite some time at this point that were going untreated. She was also pulling out her own hair, biting on her lips and tongue so hard that they were covered in scabs, scars and blood. Due to her terrible diet, she was also losing her teeth. When the hospital was asking for the girl's parents, Joseph told the story about how his daughter, a.k.a. the mother, Elizabeth, had left and was living within a cult. He then showed them a letter to the authorities also and proved that this was true. And the letter said that she had left the child on the family's doorstep for the parents to take to the hospital because she didn't have the means to do it. This letter was postmarked to Kematine, another area in Austria. And again, it was in Elizabeth's handwriting. The letter stated that Elizabeth had asked for Joseph's help to take her child to the hospital because that's one of the few people that Kirsten knows, seeing as how she's scared of doctors and strangers and had never been to a hospital before.
0: Never been anywhere before.
1: But she was trying to like fake it, like almost like, oh, she's homeschooled and she's scared of people and she's in the cult. So she doesn't meet people. She's only 19 only.
0: But could you imagine like never being around anyone else and ever all of a sudden like seriously overstimulated?
1: I'm not saying this in a good way, but kind of good. She's unconscious. Like, oh, yeah, she would not function very well. I feel like I feel like she would freak out. Yeah. The police decided that all of this seemed a little too odd and they finally became concerned with the whereabouts of Elizabeth. The chief investigator, Franz Pulsar issued a news report to ask Elizabeth to come in so they could find out what was happening with Kirsten's health. They were really worried about that vitamin D deficiency and her like teeth and stuff because they were like, these are not normal attributes of a kid at 19. That's just abnormal. So they mentioned that Elizabeth would not be in trouble. They just wanted answers. But really, they wanted to question her about if she was possibly neglecting her child. During this, the case for the missing Elizabeth was reopened after making zero progress in the last 24 years of her being missing at this point. The police went to the Fritzel house to try to take DNA of the other children and members of the family to see if they could get a familial hit DNA somewhere else for Elizabeth or the father. However, Joseph was refusing to give DNA and kept having excuses of why he couldn't help. It's suspicious, right?
0: But like, why? I mean, obviously, he has the same.
1: Cause it would prove he's the dad. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and so he's like, "Oh, you know, I, I just um uh, busy, can't can't quite <laughs> do that." Busy. I'm I'm Yes, <laughs> he like strokes his little mustache. All right. A week later, on April twenty sixth, Elizabeth convinced Joseph to let her visit Kirsten in the hospital, and a doctor saw Elizabeth, and they tipped off the police, recognizing her. Joseph told Elizabeth if anyone wanted to talk to her, she's supposed to say that she finally escaped the cult. But instead, Elizabeth and Joseph were detained at the hospital and questioned. Elizabeth did not want to speak, and it wasn't until much later after midnight that she decided she would try to communicate finally. And she promised she made sure they promised her that if she spoke, that she would never have to see her father again. That's the only way she was willing to tell them anything.
0: I don't blame her there.
1: I would be terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth told the whole story of her captivity and her first words that she actually said in the story were, no one will believe me.
0: I also don't blame her there either.
1: On April 27th, 2008, the police entered the cellar for the first time. All the children were taken to the hospital to be checked out. And the police realized that the press was going to go nuts in order to get the first shots of the family. And the horror that this family had endured would become front page news. So the authorities, after finally releasing this family, had to hide the family in order to preserve their safety and privacy at this point because they knew that reporters were going to go nuts. Which is such a sad concept that they finally get out and then the police are like, OK, so now we're going to hide you in the hospital. Right. And to them, that's probably terrifying. I mean, like, what do you mean we're trapped in our rooms or like we're trapped in the hospital?
0: Or is it? It might actually be a little bit comforting for them.
1: True, but they probably are under the thought, like, we'll never get away from him. Yeah. So they probably are. um,
0: Like, everyone's working with him to mm -hmm. be, to continue the captivity. And they've
1: never met any of these people, so how should they trust them? Right. Joseph was arrested shortly after and taken to prison 45 miles away. He showed little to no emotion while in prison and said he feels sorry for his family, but You can't undo what's already been done. I mean, he's not wrong. (laughs) He's not wrong, but... (laughs) He complained about the media and the press covering the events because he didn't want them to make him look like a monster.
0: Oh, right, because he's such a good citizen of this
1: world. Uh, Well, uh, to give you an example of how good he is, he told his lawyer and psychiatrist he's not a monster because, quote, I was born to rape. I held myself back for a relatively long time and I could have behaved a lot worse than locking up my daughter. I could have killed her, but I didn't. End quote. What? How are
0: you born to rape?
1: I feel like all of his things are he's like, okay, yes, yes, officer. I did rape her, but I didn't kill her. Yes, see, he, you got me there, but. <laughs> right? But it could have been worse. They're like, oh, so you um, killed her one child, like the child died. And he's like, yes, but I didn't kill both of them. oh so there's three children in the basement yes but i didn't leave all six in the basement (laughs) he has like (laughs) he thinks he's rationalizing but he's like
0: not (laughs) it's not justification for the monstrosity
1: (laughs) not at all on march 16th 2009 joseph fritzel was finally put on trial for incest coercion rape false imprisonment enslavement And negligent homicide for Michael, the twin who had died shortly after birth. One thing that gets me is this case. 2009, that's not long ago. No. And I feel like this always feels like it was so long ago, like the 50s or 60s. Like, how Mm -hmm. did someone get away with this recently? This was so recent. Cell phone recent. Mm Mm-hmm. Scary. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Joseph did plead guilty to the charges of incest, coercion, and deprivation of liberty. But he pleaded not guilty to the charges of enslavement, rape, or the murder of Michael. How are you? How
0: okay? How are you not guilty of rape when you literally have children with your child, (laughs) sir?
1: His theory was she 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 wanted wanted it it. right.
0: Yeah, because he's such a great person.
1: He's so trash that if you look up the day of this court trial, he like didn't want them to false like give him away to other people that he held up a three ring binder in front of his face as he's walking into the courtroom. Cause he was like hiding his face. He's like, I don't, I don't want to see me. Don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. Giller, don't look at me. Don't look at me. During the trial, he did finally express his guilt over what he did to his family. Only by the advice of his lawyer though. He said he did the whole thing as an act of a devoted father, who was locking her away from bad influences. When Elizabeth finally took the stand and told her side of the story, Joseph changed his response to guilty of all charges. I hope she didn't have to do that in front of him. I hope he was like away or she got to like do it.
0: Oh, it was probably in front of him. I
1: know, but I just really hope it wasn't. Yeah. Or that none of the kids had to or anything. Joseph's lawyer tried saying his brutal behavior was due to his upbringing and that he was taught By his own family. But luckily the jury didn't buy it. The trial only lasted four days total. Yikes. He ended up being sentenced with life imprisonment within a psychiatric institution within a prison's unit within it. It is in Austria's Kremlin Stein prison. Supposedly other prisoners have no respect for him and refuse to associate with him because his crimes were too heinous.
0: It's, you know, you did something bad when, when another, other prisoners are just not about you. <laughs>
1: like, I know there's like a, a tier list of like good and bad prisoners when you're in prison in prison, like, yeah. you know, like child molesters and rapists. Like, right. They're the worst. If you're in there for like drugs, you're not that bad. Like they have their own system within the system. But if everyone hates you, like other child molesters hate you, bro, you you done <laughs> fucked you up you fucked up. <laughs> But sadly, there's an Austrian law that states even with a life sentence in 14 years, you're still offered a parole. If they don't think you'll reoffend, that will happen in 2023. That's that's in 14 years. It's from So soon. Yeah, that's real soon, y'all. But luckily, I have I have a, a story of what's happening to Joseph that might make you feel a little better. It's like less than. It's like almost a year
0: away. Yeah. It's less than two years.
1: Elizabeth and her children were reunited at this point, and they were adjusting to enter society again by trying to have normal lives while receiving help and therapy. Kirsten was reunited with them in June 2008 after waking up from an artificially induced coma. The children that had been living in the basement had never seen daylight in their whole life, so they were having severe adjustments just to survive in the normal world. For a short time, Elizabeth and her mother actually did live together, But eventually, Elizabeth kicked her mother out. Rumors were that she didn't fully trust her mother to not know she was living under the home. But later, Elizabeth was reportedly to forgive her mother, and she thinks that her mother had believed her father's lies, and they are now working on rebuilding their relationship. Elizabeth and her children live together in a fortress like guarded home with 24 7 security in an unnamed village somewhere in northern Austria. The family still is all in therapy. And she is said to be romantically involved with her bodyguard, who is 23 years younger than her, called (laughs) Elizabeth, that was appointed to her. And none of them have the Fritzel name anymore. I want, I want like a
0: book. I want like a, I want like the story of, you know, it's like the unforbidden
1: love of, (laughs) Of, of their bodyguard. Elizabeth and the bodyguard. Yes. In 2017, the house was still being rented out. People were paying up to 700 euros a month. In 2016, the home was bought by Herbert and Ingrid Huska for 140,784 euros. At the time, they underwent a ton of renovations to the property and now rent out the home to tenants. But the dungeon where the family was held captive was filled with cement. That's good. I'm
0: that's glad good. they didn't just like
1: open it all up. <laughs> They're and... like that's another room you can rent. Actually, no, no, Yikes. no the down there, no. Parliament changed the law about expunging records like was done at the beginning of the story after the violent crime that he did due to the backlash of all this event. Because they were like, you know, if we would have known this, he wouldn't have been able to adopt the child. We would have looked more into him, things like that. So due to all the backlash, Parliament did change the law. Like, dude, a whole law was changed because (laughs) of you. (laughs) So I mentioned he could get out in 2023. Let's just hope that he doesn't make it because in March of 2016, a fellow inmate punched Joseph in the face and knocked out some of his teeth. In May of 2016, he paid 540 euros to the city council of Krems to change his last name to Meroff, which was his uh, father, mother's last name. If mother's I
0: maiden name. Yes. Okay.
1: In 2019, the press reported that he's suffering from dementia and slowly dying at 84 years old. And he said, I just don't want to live anymore. Good news. I'm happy he has to live and be miserable. But bad news, I'm so mad that he has dementia because maybe he doesn't have to remember everything he did. Right. And obviously, it's just not fair. Yeah. So, like we said, this is based off a movie. It's actually based off two movies. One of them is loosely based. It's like eh, 10% true. It's the one Kylie knows. It is the film Room.
0: I absolutely love this movie. so sad. Like, and Brie Larson is absolutely amazing in this movie.
1: It's a 2015 movie about a girl that is trapped in a shed and has a kid with her captor. And he also abuses and rapes her. It's on Hulu. And it's definitely worth a watch. But it is only about... 20% accurate obviously as you just heard. The film Girl in the Basement, which is a 2021 film. Currently, it's uh 49 cents on Amazon Prime. It's a lifetime movie just FYI. So it is a little cheesy, but it's like 80% accurate. It's sad.
0: I kind of want to watch it now.
1: I have it. It's on my Amazon Prime. We should watch it. I'm not watching this a second time. No, I okay. You can watch it. It's okay. super sad. It's really pretty okay. accurate. And it'll really make you hate the guy in it. It takes place in, like, America, but the dad, oh, my God.
0: Whole Room takes place in America, too. True.
1: I I hate him. Like, I don't think if I ever see this actor in anything else, I'll be able to get over it. Really? I genuinely hate the way he looks.
0: Well, then he's a good
1: actor. Yeah, he did good for this role. I hate his little facial hair, too, if you see it. You will know what I mean? (laughs) It's bad. (laughs) Screw you and your facial hair. (laughs) There's a documentary on this that's really good called Monster, the Joseph Fritzl story. It was made in 2010.
0: I love that it's called Monster and he didn't want anybody to think, think he was a monster. monster.
1: <laughs> uh, I listened to an audiobook called Secrets in the Cellar by John Glatt. It's $13 on audiobook, but if you buy it as a book, it's only $8. But I didn't have time to read a whole book, so I audio booked it up and then turned up the speed a little bit. <laughs> it's how you uh, secretly get stuff done. So that's our our last movie themed one. We did really sad Sylvia Likens, and now we're doing really sad yeah. Elizabeth Fritzel. I love this story, though. We turned up the heat on these last two. Yeah, but it's also preparing you guys for Easter eggs of next month to find out. Ooh, well, yeah. What's what's happened? Ooh. What are we covering? <laughs> we want to give our always thank yous to our. Cryptic Fam, Damon Volkowski, Taylor with Lab Monkey Creative, Corey the core.media. photography, photography. Photography. <laughs> photography on Instagram. You guys are all great. We love you guys. Don't forget you can always check in with the Instagram Cryptic Soup Pod and uh
0: our DMs are always open for suggestions. <laughs>
1: Slide on in. <laughs> Slide on in. We did want to give a really huge shout out this time to my friend Heather from Canada. She's left us some amazing messages. She's keeping up with us. And because she can't leave any Apple reviews, she's been updating where she's at in each episode, how she feels and what she does. And pretty much what she does not like is all the bad guys. She really does not like them. She's like, I don't like these. Why are they all so sad? I'm sorry, Heather. I, I care about you. I promise. Keep listening, though. They won't all be sad forever. So just remember, guys, we are very thankful that all of you are listening and supporting us in something we truly love. Remember to subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us, and we'll see you on the next episode next Tuesday.
0: Stay tuned.
1: I really want to play League of Legends like ASAP. I know that's really annoying, but again, I know we have to record, but if we could pick something to do, record or play video games, I would say, hey, do you want to play League of Legends right now? I always <laughs> want to play League of Legends. Says two people with League of Legends tattoos. Right. <laughs> no, really no, don't really want to play. It's fine. I don't Which What game is that one? That's that's the one that people call WoW, right?
0: fuck off no <laughs>
1: like league of war that's what i'm <laughs> league, of war. league of war is a great game um
0: is that like what's that the- noise
1: it's a uh, plane it's so loud <laughs> is that what airplanes sound like <laughs> oh my god i'm wearing the headset so they're so loud i'm like why it's is like, the home is shaking
0: <laughs> i forgot what i was gonna say now oh i know i remember Sorry, continue on.